Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where every week we strive to lead younger generations on a path to virtue through the insight of Stoic teachings and personal stories from our lives as Gen Z Stoics. In this week's episode, we are going to be taking an inside look in our lives on how Stoicism has truly benefited us and the benefits that it provides, uh, the actual ways that our lives have improved since we have started practicing Stoicism and how it has set us on track for success. Right. I think we were reflecting and I was thinking to myself earlier this week how it's been about a year since I've started truly practicing stoicism and i've seen a multitude of benefits and so for our audience who is maybe starting their journey and wondering why stoicism is good what benefits it could possibly bring your life i feel like it's a good point to sit down and say you know we've been doing this podcast for what eight nine months now and we've been practicing stoicism for even longer so what how have our lives improved i think that's something that is very important to touch on and it's kind of if you're wondering why you should be doing this why stoicism is good this is a good episode to listen to yeah and so with that i, I would say that if you haven't already just a quick reminder uh to join our gen z stoic community on our gen z stoic website because we have we have the potential of growing a fantastic and very large stoic community in which we can all connect with one another and share stoic insight show stoic experience and truly just, you know, spread stoicism throughout our generation is our mission believes that is the best idea and has the best interests. So with that, we would like to get into, I'll start with my first example and I'll sort, sort of start broad. And then as I get uh, more specific in other examples, I will get more detailed. But so we're each going to list three ways that stoicism has benefited our lives and positively impacted the trajectory of our of our life. So first for me, ultimately, since I've started practicing stoicism, it has sort of, it's almost like I, a lens came over my eyes, like a stoic lens. And now everything I see, I see stoicism within. I'm, I see it through a, a stoic lens. And what I guess I mean by that is I'll see someone doing a kind deed for somebody on the street. And I'll be, and I'll think to myself, that's a very stoic thing of that person to do. They are you know, it's everything that I see becomes stoic in some way. Every action that I take, I think, oh, that was actually stoic. And I didn't necessarily realize it at the time. And it's interesting that you say that because I kind of have the same thing, but I find that it's not like a lens of like stoicism. It's a lens of peacefulness. For me, I go, I walk throughout my day and before stoicism, if somebody like was rude to me or like did something that was kind of just like a trivial thing that was frustrating it, it it became frustrating, right? Like I got frustrated. It was a temporary setback emotionally. Now I look at things and I truly see things. If somebody, you know, if like I go to a coffee shop and the employee is rude, I think about how like, you know, maybe they're just having a bad day and not to hold it against them instead of like getting frustrated or angry about it or saying, you know, well, why, why were they rude to me? That doesn't make any sense. And so it's something that's brought like a certain level of peace within my day-to-day -day life where Yes, I still get frustrated. Yes, I still get angry at times, but it's not over like the little things like the, they say, don't set the small stuff. And it's very hard to put that into practice. But I feel like having practiced stoicism for so long, I truly maybe I'm not like a master of it, but I do it quite often. And as a result, I go through my day to day life in a very peaceful mood when it comes to like the small things. And that's not to say that not everything is going to get to me. There's still stuff that's going to get to me. And I think that 
as we kind of like work through how our lives are improved, it's important to preface that everything we talk about is not something that like has become perfected because no human being can be perfect. No one can practice stoicism perfectly. And it's even, I'm even going to mention like next week's episode, we're going to talk about three ways we each can improve. And so what I'm saying here is that while we aren't perfect and we are practicing these things perfectly, I certainly experience more peace within my day-to-day life now than I did a year ago. And that's led to so many great things. Like I communicate more easily with people because I'm less likely to get frustrated or become rude myself as a person. You know, I work better in groups. Actually, I was somebody and I still am somebody who prefers to work alone instead of in groups. But in college, where it seems like every class you have to have a group project for some reason, like I find myself working a lot better with groups because I'm more easily able to like kind of like transition between each person in the group and kind of understand them on a deeper level just by understanding kind of like how they interact with me. And I feel like both the podcast and just philosophy as a whole has made that possible. And in addition, I sleep a lot easier. I sleep a lot easier now than I did a year ago. And that's because, you know, I've built both the routine of like meditating before bed and because I don't have things keeping me up at night because I'm not going to worry about very, very small things that happen throughout my day. And I think that all three of those things are kind of a byproduct of having what you mentioned as like a stoic lens in my day to day and something I've definitely noticed as a benefit to my life. Absolutely. And I'd like to sort of build on the idea of like in certain situations where you'd rather keep the peace. And like you said, it was more of a peaceful lens. That's certainly the same way I've noticed that with in certain situations that I have learned to manage my emotions better simply. And that's just become a habit. It's become a lot easier to identify my emotions when I'm feeling agitated or when I'm feeling upset or, you know, irritated or I'm more just easily more irritable in a certain situation it's a lot easier for me to stop to myself and say I'm acting emotionally I'm thinking emotionally like my emotions are very high right now and what I cannot do is afford to make a mistake by acting on that emotion and then I'll say something I don't mean and that's just become habit that's become sort of just a natural way of thinking for me and like you said I am by no means perfect at it I make mistakes all the time but it's a it's a process and that ultimately is only going to get better for me and I'm only going to get better at identifying that and acting more logically and with better reason throughout the dis- throughout the course of which I keep practicing stoicism and so that leads me into my second point is stoicism has allowed me to be more honest with myself all the time and give myself honest evaluations i think in the past for me I've always sort of tried to lie to myself and say, no, like I'm actually better than I am. I'm just, I could do better if I really wanted to sort of the main idea where people are like, if they're addicted to like vaping or something and they're like, oh, I could quit if I wanted to, but like, I don't want to. So I'm not going to, but I could, if I really wanted to, it was sort of that idea where I was telling myself I could do something if I really wanted to, but ultimately I couldn't because I couldn't even get the willpower to get up off my ass and do something. So being more honest with myself is without a doubt a product of stoicism. And when you become more honest with yourself, you simply just begin to see what you're actually made of. And you also become to, to, you learn to be a lot harder on yourself. And that is a good thing to an extent. You don't want to be overly hard on yourself and like not allow yourself to be proud of any accomplishments that you have, but I would rather be too hard on myself than allow myself to just be a feather blowing in the wind of life. Ultimately, because when I have when I'm hard on myself is because I know what my potential is. And if you know what your potential is, then you're going to be harder on yourself when you're not doing things or acting 
in ways that are pushing you towards that goal. I see that with people all the time. They would say, oh, like at the end of the day, we're just on a floating rock and nothing really matters. And I suppose that's true. But if at the end of the day, we're all on a floating rock and we're all going to die, then why wouldn't you try to just be great for the time that you're here is the way that I was seeing it. But going back to just being honest with myself, every time I make a mistake or every time I do something that inherently I know is wrong, I will reflect on that and I will journal. And recently I just journaled on something that I was having a really hard time with and being honest with myself in that journal prompt and writing down like why I was feeling the way I was, why I was struggling. The next day it instantly got better. And that sounds insane. And that's not always going to happen with issues, but if you can just learn to be honest with yourself and reflect and meditate on it, like Marcus Aurelius did, and all of the great philosophers, things are going to get drastically better for you over time with practice. And it's interesting, we didn't like collaborate whatsoever on like what our points were, but I find it interesting that our points kind of like follow the same line of thinking, but then they diverge in terms of like the details. So yours is like self-identity based and being honest with yourself. The second benefit that I've noticed is like defining my self-identity, but instead of like keeping myself more honest, I have a lot less like shame in terms of what I'm about. I I basically just walk through life and I think that everything that I enjoy, things that I like, they're they're awesome. And nobody's going to be able to tell me that they're not awesome and affect the way I feel about things, the, affect the way I feel about myself. That's something that I really struggle with in terms of like self-image. I'm someone who like all throughout my teenage years has struggled with acne. Acne has been a big pet peeve of mine. And like, I oftentimes like get asked like, you know, how's your acne so bad? Like, do you care about your acne? And a year ago, the answer was like, yes. And, you know, I was dismayed with kind of like skincare and all of that. And I was like, well, you know, this kind of kind of ruins my image completely. And now basically what happens to me is I still have acne, but I'm just going to do my skincare routine. And that's the maximum amount of effort I can give to it whatever happens happens and like for me what it becomes and this is something that i think has derived itself a lot from stoicism is i want somebody to see me the way that i see myself right and i see myself as someone who's very intelligent someone who's very um you know apt at thinking deeply and somebody who's going to always remain interesting and become a source of kind of engaging conversations And acne plays no role in that. Like acne and my self-image has nothing to do with that whatsoever. And so if if I'm attracted to people and I want people around me who see me for me, they're going to think the same way. So why would I care about those kinds of things? That's what I think is one big thing that I've really derived from stoicism is we've talked about like dichotomy and control, not caring about things you can't control, not caring about what others think. And that's something that really resonated with me when I began to practice stoicism and began to read like Seneca's works and Aurelius's works. And it's something that, is now one of my strongest points as a practicing stoic is I honestly do not care what other people think. Very rarely is anybody going to get to me. I have people like Mateo. I have people like my mother. I have people in my close circle who are going to give me their honest opinion. And I'm going to take that and use that as input to improve myself. But if some stranger on the street comes to me and, you know, criticizes like the podcast or what I'm wearing or like some political opinion I have, I don't care. Because that person is irrelevant to me. And I think that's something that a lot of people can improve on and something that I think stoicism is a very useful resource for. Is that if you are somebody who is struggling with self-image, self-doubt, somebody who, you know, struggles to form and hold their own opinions, 
somebody who's going to let what anybody says influence them, you know, keep them from doing something, going to the gym, going out of the house, going to a party, like whatever it is, it's going, somebody's opinion is going to keep you from doing that. Practice stoicism. Like that, that that's probably the biggest impact that stoicism has had is my ability to not care about others' opinions. And the podcast has been part of that because now that like, I feel like I was already a good public speaker, but now that I go through the podcast, I am willing to give a public speech about any opinion I have at any time. And I'm willing to be challenged on it. That's something that both stoicism and the podcast have brought out of me is that while, you know, I went through speech and debate and I was a good public speaker and, you know, I like giving my opinion now, like I just kind of like have this hunger to do so because I find like debate and just kind of an intellectual challenge, like so engaging, such an invigorating part of life that I'm willing to walk through life and be a hundred percent open and explicit about what I believe in all of the time which I feel like is a rare trait, especially in our generation. We go through like cancel culture and, oh, you can't say that that's controversial. That's right. Like you can't do those types of things. And I don't really believe in that. And I don't think the Stoics would either. And so if you're somebody who wants to stand out in terms of being, you know, so enlightening, uh, so invigorating, so just a hundred percent genuine with what they're saying and what they believe in, then take a look at Stoicism. Take a look at how it makes you think, you know, these people are not going to change what I do within my life. And if you become able to form informed opinions, then spread them throughout your life. And you'll find that people are very attracted to that. We live in an era where it's scary to be open with things that you might think are controversial because you're afraid someone's going to go report you or try and cancel you or something like that. But in reality, the opposite is true. Sure, there might be somebody who disagrees with you and is, you know, irked by you and won't hang out with you and kind of actively avoids you. But there's going to be so many more people who just respect you for being genuine. And that's a process that I've gone through and it's gone hand in hand with stoicism. And so that's kind of my second benefit is within self-identity, I've discovered that, yes, philosophy is a big part of my identity. But the other parts of my identity that I had should not be able to be swayed by other people and should be something I'm 100% confident in and 100% confident in expressing. That's a good point that you've, um, it's gotten better to not really care what people think. Cause if you remember when we started this podcast, actually there were people even within our school who were like talking about it, talking about us, but like negatively. Yeah. And that was just like funny to me because I was like, these people aren't, these people don't have a podcast. These people aren't trying to like share a message that they're passionate in or that they believe in. So why are they hating on us for doing it? And, I, and it just made me realize sort of just in the first few moments that we had even started this podcast that people don't really shame you unless they're doing less than you are. You will never get hate from somebody who's doing more than you because they can respect your hustle or just respect the effort that you're putting in. And so this leads into my last point, but stoicism as a whole just taught me to it gave me a better perspective when embracing struggle. And what I mean by that is there will be times where I'm really going through a change. For example, let's use recently this past like month and a half has been tough just adapting to college. That's been like the biggest change in my life because this is now home. I'm stuck in this like six by six room and it's like a jail cell. <laughs> it's not actually that bad, but you get what I'm saying. And it's just it's a complete change from what I'm used to. But in the back of my head, I'm remembering how Marcus Aurelius and Seneca say that like you cannot know what it's like to be grateful for something unless you've had to struggle for it. Or you cannot learn to appreciate something's value unless you have had 
to struggle for and go through change and had to go through these obstacles to become stronger. And you, re I realized this, especially even after coming out of that first month and a half slump of adjusting mentally, it was really tough and I was missing home a lot. And I was thinking about the past and still trying to hold on because it was comfortable. That's human nature. But I kid you not, the day that I woke up and I didn't feel that anymore, I was like, oh, like that wasn't so bad. But in the moment, it seems so much worse because our emotions are just racing. And when we think emotionally, everything becomes elevated to a whole nother level. And as soon as our emotions start to calm down, we're like, it feels like a storm or it feels like a sea after a storm. It's just very calm, very quiet. And you're just like, oh, like I'm, I'm okay. And then you realize like I did, I got through that by myself. I did that. And then that gives you more confidence going into the next obstacle that you face. And also a struggle, not just necessarily reminding yourself that it's for a reason, but accepting that is a completely different thing. I've sort of started to accept like this road, this life path that I'm choosing is going to be very, very, very difficult. And the best thing that I can do is when those struggles and those obstacles and those challenges come my way, one, I have to remind myself that, yeah, it is inevitable, but also that I am prepared for it because I've gotten up to that point, meaning I have passed all of the tests, all of the obstacles previously to get to where I am, which means I'm more than qualified to go through this next struggle. And stoicism ultimately just gives me confidence in who I am. If I can remember these basic principles, there is nothing in life that can slow me down or knock me off, you know, my path, my I got tunnel vision. There's no way that anything's going to shake me. The opinions of other people, like you said, they're not going to shake you. Any obstacle that comes your way, it might throw you off for a bit, depending on what it is, but eventually you're going to be able to get back on and continue with your momentum. Stoicism as a whole is just, it's a new way of living that I feel like if more people started to adopt principles of Stoicism and abide by those principles, our society would simply just be, it would flourish more. I feel like people would be a lot more grateful for what we have. I mean, we see it all the time. People say like, I wish I had this. I wish I had this. It was hard for me to get out of bed this morning, not realizing that there's kids across the world who just would love to have a bed to wake up in, in the first place. It's all about just being grateful. The, the entire, my, the entire trajectory of my life and the, my, what I feel like my purpose is has changed because of stoicism. And I feel like I owe a great debt to my ancestors and the people that came before me that sacrificed a lot for me to be where I am. And so I want to repay that by being a force for good in the world. And that is what stoicism is, is being a force for good in a world that so desperately needs it. We have to be the change. We have to be the people that are embracing these traditional uh, stoic values to keep, to be morally, to be a morally correct society. I feel like we've definitely strayed away from just in general, what we believe to be morally correct, we sort of strayed away from those values, especially here. And that like that, that's going to happen, but it's our responsibility. At least we, you and I feel the same on that. Like it's our responsibility to show the world, Hey, try this. Maybe this maybe going back to what we used to do. Not, not even just in a traditionalist sense, but just looking at history and what's worked for us and what has allowed people to thrive and be great. We look at that and we say, okay, maybe if we start implementing those, those values and those principles into our lives today, then as a society, we can come together and just be better as people. Yeah, I really, there's a lot of beautiful things that you said in there. And I think what it really boils down to is resiliency. We, I, I mean, like our about us section on our website, when we talk to people and say, what do we want to do with the podcast? It's to build a more resilient generation, a generation that, you know, 
is based in morals and morality and being ethical and being able to bounce back from hard times and, you know, continue to push even when times are good. And it's all about resiliency. And that's something that I've noticed has greatly improved is my ability to be resilient. And that's because I'm able to read stoicism and practice it. When I started just reading stoicism, not even practicing it, I was as close to rock bottom as I think you can possibly be. I had a terrible home life. I had no social life to speak of. Like I would, I would literally come home and I would either just fall asleep because I was just so dejected about everything or I would come home and I would cry. And from that point, I kind of just built myself up to where I am now. Now, like I don't cry, which we can argue about whether or not that's healthy, but I don't feel a reason to. I'm energetic. Like I, I basically have rebounded from rock bottom to a person who is now leading a successful academic, successful social life, successful academic life, successful podcast. Like I'm, I'm, I'm successful in a multitude of areas and it's not, I don't want this to come off as like a, like, you know, look at me type of thing, but I'm just saying where I started versus where I began. Because if I was at the place I was when I started reading stoicism, where I was at rock bottom, I wouldn't have been able to handle some of the things that have happened to me in the past life, in the past year, like not getting into 11 of the 14 colleges I applied to would have absolutely crushed me. But instead I, you know, I sat down and reading philosophy was kind of a safe space for me reading stoicism and then thinking, oh, how can I, how can I apply this? Man, this is such great information. I love reading this. It was such a safe space for me that instead of being crushed by 11 schools telling me, no, you're not good enough. I was like, all right. Okay. Then if you guys don't want me, then I'm going to show you why that was a mistake. I'm going to show you why that's a mistake by living my life to the fullest and becoming a very successful person later on in life. And it's the, it's kind of those two lines of thinking and you can see which one is better than the other. And without stoicism, I would have taken the less healthy one and the one that probably would have caused me harm in my life. But instead I've chosen to take the more productive path on probably 90% of the hardships I faced because I'm not perfect. And there are times where I face significant hardship and it gets me down and I'm sad about it and I don't use it as motivation. I use it as an excuse because I'm human. But that 90% number is something I'm very proud of. I wouldn't have been able to start my journey in the gym without stoicism because I went to the gym off and on for about a year before I became consistent. And the reason that I didn't go to the gym consistently was because I either made an excuse or I was scared to. And those are two things that have been solved with stoicism. I no longer fear going to the gym. I was talking to you um, before we started recording about how when I go to the rec center at Mines, everybody there is jacked. Everybody there is lifting like double what I'm lifting. But you know, I don't care because I'm there for me and I'm there for my own personal journey. And that's something that stoicism has constantly reminded me of is that no matter what happens in my life, it's my own personal journey. So when it's hardships, I have to deal with those the way that I would deal with them. But when it's like positive things like going to the gym, it means that I can't care about what other people around me are doing because they're not on my personal journey. It's up to me. That one, like that kind of insight, that kind of perspective would not have been possible if I had not started reading Stoicism. And therefore, I wouldn't see the gains that I've seen. I wouldn't be happy with myself and my self-image in terms of how I look, my muscular gains. Like I, none of that would have materialized if it wasn't for Stoicism. And so this is all to say that, like you said, we need something in our generation that pushes us to become resilient, that pushes us to become like absolute beasts, people who are never going to be set back by something 
permanently. Every setback that you experience is going to be temporary if you fully employ stoicism because it provides you that perspective. I think a lot of people hear this kind of stuff and it's kind of like cliche, like roll your eyes kind of stuff. But that's truly what I believe in because I've experienced it. I have started from near rock bottom. I've started from places of like human despair, which, you know, more and more people are experiencing, sadly. But it's something that not a lot of people, I think, truly experience and nobody should have to. But I've started there and I've built myself up to now I am a resilient person. I can say truly that I believe that I am a resilient person and that I've gone through similar hardships and I've absolutely crushed them. Like I've absolutely crushed them and I'm so proud of myself for doing that. So so ultimately it becomes, right, whether it's stoicism or another branch of philosophy, because I believe that other branches of philosophy can help you in a similar journey. It's a very easy safe space to get into because it's something where you do conclude you're like, wow, this is like amazing. Like I love reading this. And it's something that just makes you think, but think positively. If you're somebody who's currently experiencing a lot of negative thoughts, you know, I'm not a professional, so I can't really say that like this is a healthy like coping strategy or anything. But what I did is like I interjected those negative thoughts with the positivity of philosophy, the positivity of knowledge, the positivity of intelligence and acquiring information, inquiring perspective. And none of that would have been possible without stoicism. And it was only heightened by the podcast because the podcast for me means that I have to practice what I preach. Like if I see somebody down the road, if we, you know, gain more followers to where we get recognized. I want to be able to be doing something that they recognize as stoic, that I am practicing what I preach because there's nothing I hate more than somebody who's hypocritical and who's going to say, Oh, you should do this, but then does the opposite in their personal life. And so, you know, if we're talking just strictly about the podcast and the podcast around stoicism, that's what it's pushed me to do is when there have truly been times where I don't feel like, meditating i don't feel like reading before bed because i'm tired and i'm like i've talked about this so many times on the podcast i have to follow through and now this isn't to say like go start your own podcast if you do on stoicism that is awesome and we're going to be behind you 100 percent. but it's to say that stoicism and philosophy as as a whole have made my life so much better when it comes to just simple resiliency and i think that even if you if you just want simple results, if you want small progress, you're not going to go wrong with stoicism because stoicism is going to, you know, kind of pull the wool off your eyes when it comes to something that you're struggling with. It did for me in a variety of areas that I've shared for you. And so I would be very surprised if it didn't in at least one way for you. And so this is just me encouraging you for from somebody who has really started from terrible places, from unhealthy places, and has risen up to become a more healthy person, a more resilient person, and a better, just a better overall person for it. Coming from that perspective, give stoicism a try. I, I personally guarantee you that it won't fail you. There are a lot of things in life that will fail you, but it's very hard for a book with text that has remained true for thousands of years to fail you. So if you're looking for something that won't fail you and will give you that small progress, maybe kind of replace some of those negative thoughts or make you more resilient make you stand out in a, in a generation that isn't resilient. Try Stoicism. Try Seneca. Try Marcus Aurelius. Try something, even if it's not Stoicism, because philosophy is truly the science of how you improve yourself. And that's why we're talking about it today. Stoicism has improved us in more, way more ways than we're going to talk about today, because it's a superior science. It's going to teach you how to better yourself and how to better your life. And 
as we wrap up th three ways that as i recap really three ways that i have no stoicism improving my life is simple resiliency being more confident with my self-identity and expressing it openly and then finally just a sense of peacefulness in my day-to-day -day life and those three things combined along with a multitude of other benefits have made my life so much better have made my life so much more healthy and so much more enjoyable and so you think it, it might take work it might be kind of corny we we talk we talk about all these motivational things and you might kind of roll your eyes but it truly pays off it pays dividends so as you kind of wrap up this episode if you've listened to 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 this point go try stoicism it's 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 a simple effort that pays off in so many ways and it's funny you say that it's made you you know just more resilient as an individual because i think that's ultimately what all of our points sort of summarize into is it's just allowed us to be more resilient individuals at the end of the day because being honest with yourself for me and like embracing struggle those ultimately stem from being a resilient individual they allow me to reflect to be resilient to bounce back and it's just very interesting that I feel like before stoicism I was sort of going through the motions and I reflected on like what my life was like before stoicism and I don't really remember ever having a true purpose or feeling like I was living for something it felt very shallow that I was simply living for pleasure just for just to feel good to have fun which there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to have fun but it comes with a balance. So if you want to have fun, but you don't have a purpose, then that's where the problem is. But it's sort of, it's shaped the way that I live and it's shaped what I want to do down the road before I never knew what I wanted to do. And as soon as I realized and found stoicism, I realized what I want to do and why I want to do it. And there's a much bigger reason than myself why I want to do these things. For example, I want to start businesses, not only that just help the world, but I want to ultimately financially retire people in my family because they have provided me with comfort and I feel like I owe them that. And that's just a product of me wanting to live a life for something greater than just myself. Stoicism has, like you said, for both of us, it has brought us out of a very, very dark place and put us into the strong young men that we are today. Like you said, we've both been at rock bottom. We've both talked about the things that we've gone through. We've both been pretty open with each other. And so like you said, this is simply scratching the surface with the benefits. Like we really only tackled three major, major topics for the each of us, but I could probably, we could turn this into like a three, four hour episode simply, simply off of just ways that we've seen our lives benefit, but no one wants to hear three, four hours of rambling on and on and on. But my point in saying that is we have our, our entire lives are different now and they're better. The quality of life is better. The purpose is clear. The vision is clear. And the want to be a good a good force in the world is even it's just bigger than it was before if it didn't even exist before. It's we want to just make change. We want to build a resilient community. This podcast is for the world. This podcast is for the communities. And I've also realized that with socialism as well. It, you can't do it by yourself. It's going to take at least one more person or a community of people. It's You can't go through it alone. And that's how stoicism spread. It wasn't just one person. It was taught to, I believe it was like 10, 11, 12 people on this back porch of this building. And then they went and spread it to the community and then spread it some more. It was like a domino effect. Stoicism was the tipping point 
in which society began to understand itself. It was when people really began to understand human nature. There's a reason it's been true for thousands of years and has stayed so relevant, even in a society that was nowhere near, I guess, if you want to say advanced, that's fine because we consider ourselves to be the most advanced society in the world as we, like up to date. However, I think we under, understand ourselves almost worse than they did a thousand years ago, which is sort of funny considering how fast we've advanced supposedly. Um, but so going back to this school of philosophy, this thousands of years old, that's remained true this entire time. And it's correctly, that still correctly states the laws of human nature is just critical and it will help benefit your life. And so, like we said, try it out. It will benefit your life in one way or another. You may see things differently than other people see things, and that'll be unique to your own stoic journey. But with that, um, do you have any other comments you would like to make before we wrap up? No, like you said, uh, it would take us three or four hours to go through all the benefits, but I would love to explain more benefits if anybody wants to personally reach out to me. Um, and in addition, I will always mention our website, articles, groups, Stoic community. It's going to be a great resource. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out already. And just thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Gen Z Stoic.